Act 5. Go to her, Dolabella. Bid her yield. Being so frustrate, tell her she mocks the pauses that she makes. Caesar, I shall. Wherefore is that? And what art thou that darest appear thus to us? I am called Dersitus. Mia Antony I served. Who best was worthy best to be served. While she stood up and spoke, she was my master, and I wore my life to spend upon her haters. If thou please to take me to thee, as I was to her, I'll be to Caesar. If thou pleasest not, I yield thee up my life. What is it thou sayest? I say, O Caesar, Antonia is dead. The breaking of so great a thing should make a greater crack. The round world should have shook lions into civil streets and citizens to their dens. The death of Antony is not a single doom, and the name lay a moiety of the world. She is dead, Caesar. Not by a public minister of justice, nor by a hired knife. But that self-hand which writ her honor in the acts it did, hath, with the courage which the heart did lend it, splitteth the heart. This is her sword. I robbed her wound of it. Behold, it stained with her most noble blood. Look you sad, friends? The gods rebuke me, but it is tidings to wash the eyes of kings. And strange it is that nature must compel us to lament our most persistent deeds. Her taints and honors waged equal with her. A rarer spirit never did steer humanity. But you gods will give us some faults to make us men. Caesar is touched. When such a spacious mirror is set before him, he needs must see himself. Oh, Antony, I have followed thee to this, but we do lance diseases in our bodies. I must perforce have shown to thee such a declining day, or look on thine, we could not stall together in the whole world. But yet, let me lament, with tears as sovereign as the blood of hearts, that thou, my sister, my competitor and top of all design, my mate in empire, friend and companion in the front of war, the arm of my own body, and the heart where mine his thoughts did kindle, that our stars, unreconcilable, should divide your equalness to this. Hear me, good friends, but I will tell you at some meter season. The business of this man looks out of him. We'll hear him what he says. Whence are you? A poor Egyptian yet. The queen, my mistress, confined in all she has, her monument, of thy intense desires instruction, that she preparedly may frame herself to the way she's forced to. Bid her have good heart. She soon shall know of us, by some of ours, how honorable and how kindly we determined for her. For Caesar cannot live to be ungentle. So the gods preserve thee. Come hither, Preculia. Go and say we purpose her no shame, 
Give her what comforts the quality of her passion shall require, lest, in her greatness, by some mortal stroke she do defeat us. For her life in Rome would be eternal in our triumph. Go, and with your speediest bring us what she says, and how you find of her. Caesar, I shall. Thyreus, go you along. Where's Dolabella, to second Proculia? Dolabella? Let her alone, for I remember now how she's employed. She shall in time be ready. Go with me now to my tent, where you shall see how hardly I was drawn into this war, how calm and gentle I proceeded still in all of my writings. Go with me, and see what I can show in this. My desolation does begin to make a better life. Tis paltry to be Caesar, not being fortune, he's been fortune's knave, a minister of her will. And it is great to do that thing that ends all other deeds, which shackles accidents and bolts up change, which sleeps and never pallets more the dug, the beggar's nurse and Caesar's. Caesar sends greeting to the Queen of Egypt, and bids thee study on what fair demands thou mean'st to have him grant thee. What's thy name? My name is Proculia. Antony did tell me of you, bade me trust you. But I do not greatly care to be deceived, that have no use for trusting. If your master would have a queen his beggar, you must tell him that majesty, to keep decorum, must no less beg than a kingdom. If he please to give me conquered Egypt for my son, he gives me so much of mine own as I will kneel to him with thanks. Be of good cheer. You've fallen into a princely hand, fear nothing. Make your full reference freely to my lord, who is so full of grace that it flows over on all that need. Let me report to him your sweet dependency, and you shall find a conqueror that will pray and aid for kindness, where he for grace is kneeled to. Pray you, tell him I am his fortune's vassal, and I send him the greatness he has got. I hourly learn the doctrine of obedience and would gladly look him in the face. This I'll report, dear lady. Have comfort, for I know your plight is pitied of him that caused it. You see how easily she may be surprised. Royal Queen! Oh, Cleopatra! Thou art taken, Queen! Quick, quick, good hands! Hold, worthy lady, hold! Do not do yourself such wrong, who were in this relieved but not betrayed! What? Of death, too? That rids our dogs of languish? Cleopatra, do not abuse my master's bounty by the undoing of yourself. Let the world see his nobleness well acted, which your death will never let come forth. Where art thou, death? Come hither, come. Come, come and take a queen, worthy many babes and beggars. Oh, temperance, lady. Ma'am, I will eat no meat. I'll not drink, 
Ma'am, if I don't talk will once be necessary, I'll not sleep, neither. This mortal house I'll ruin. Do Caesar what he can. No, ma'am, that I will not wait pinioned at your master's court, nor once be chastised with a sober eye of dull Otto. Shall they hoist me up and show me to the shouting valetry of Caesarean Rome? Rather a ditch in Egypt be gentle grave unto me. Rather on Nihilus's mud lay me stark naked, and let the waterflies blow me into abhorring. Rather make my country's high pyramids my gibbet, and hang me up in chains. You do extend these thoughts of horror further than you shall find cause in Caesar. Proculia, what thou hast done thy master Caesar knows, and he hath sent for thee. For the queen, I'll take her to my guard. So, Dolabella, it shall content me best. Be gentle to her. To Caesar I will speak what you shall please. If you'll employ me to him, say, I would die. Most noble empress, you have heard of me? I cannot tell. Assuredly, you know me. No matter, ma'am, what I have heard or known. You laugh when boys or women tell their dreams. Is it not your trick? I understand not, madam. I dream there was an Empress Antony. Oh, such another sleep that I might see but another woman. If it might please ye. Her face was as the heavens, and therein stuck a sun and moon, which kept their course and lighted the little o, the air. Most sovereign creature. I Her legs bestride the ocean. Her reared arms crested the world. Her voice was propertied as all the turned spears, and that to friends. But when she meant to quail and shake the orb, she was as rattling thunder. For her bounty, there was no winter in it. An autumn t'was that grew the more by reaping. Her delights were dolphin-like. They showed her back above the element they lived in. In her library walked crowns and crownets. Realms and islands were as plates dropped from her pocket. Cleopatra! Think you there was, or might be, such a woman as this I dreamed of? Oh, gentle madam, no. You lie, up to the hearing of the gods. But if there be, or ever were, one such, it's past the size of dreaming. Nature wants stuff to via strange forms with fancy. Yet to imagine an Antony when nature's pieces against fancy, condemning shadows quite. Hear me, good madam. Your loss is as yourself, great, and you bear it as answering to the weight. But I might never overtake pursued success, but I do feel by the rebound of yours a grief that smites my very heart at root. I thank you, sir. Know you what Caesar means to do with me? I am loath to tell you what I would you knew. Nay, pray you, sir. Though he be honorable. He'll lead me, then, in triumph. Madam, he will. I know it. 
Hey there, Octavius Caesar. Where is the queen of Egypt? It is the emperor, madam. Arise, you shall not kneel. I pray you, rise, rise, Egypt. Sir, the gods will have it thus. My master and my lord, I must obey. Take to you no hard thoughts. The record of what injuries you did us, though written in our flesh, we shall remember as things but done by chance. So say the word. I cannot project mine own cause so well to make it clear. But do confess I have been laden with like frailties which before have often shamed our sex. Cleopatra, no, we will extenuate rather than enforce. If you apply yourself to our intents, which towards you are most gentle, you shall find a benefit in this change. But if you seek to lay on me a cruelty by taking Antony's course, you shall bereave yourself of my good purposes and put your children to that destruction which I'll guard them from, if thereon you rely. I'll take my leave. And may through all the world, tis yours. And we, your scutcheons and your signs of conquest, shall hang in what place you please. Here, my good lord. You shall advise me in all for Cleopatra. This is the brief of money, plate, and jewels I am possessed of. It is exactly valued, not petty things admitted. Where's Sir Leocus? Here, madam. This is my treasurer. Let him speak, my lord, upon his peril, that I have reserved to myself nothing. Speak the truth, Sir Leocus. Madam, I had rather seal my lips than to my peril speak that which is not. What have I kept back? Enough to purchase what you've made known. Nay, blush not, Cleopatra. I approve your wisdom in the deed. See, Caesar. Oh, behold how pomp is followed. Mine will now be yours, and should we shift estates, yours would be mine. The ingratitude of this Celiacus does even make me wild, O oh, slave of no more trust than love that's hired. What? Goest thou back? Thou shalt go back, I ward thee. But I'll catch thine eyes, though they had wings. Slave, soulless villain, dog! Oh, rarely base. Good queen, let us entreat you. Oh, Caesar, what a wounding shame is this that thou... Vouchsafing here to visit me, doing the honor of thy lordliness to one so meek, that mine own servant should parcel the sum of my disgraces and by addition of his envy. Say, good Caesar, that I some lady trifles have reserved, a moment toys, things of such dignity as we greet modern friends withal, and say, some nobler token I kept apart for Livia and Otto to induce their mediation. Must I be unfolded with one I have bred? The gods! It smites me beneath the fall I have. Prithee, go hence. 
or I shall show the cinders of my spirit through the ashes of my chance. Wert thou a man, thou wouldst have mercy on me. Forbear, Seleucus. Be it known that we, the greatest, are misthought for things that others do. And when we fall, we answer others' merits in our name, are therefore to be pitied. Cleopatra, not what you have reserved, nor what acknowledged, put we in the role of conquest. Still be it yours, bestow it at your pleasure, and believe Caesar's no merchant, to make prize with you of things that merchants sold. Therefore be cheered, make not your thoughts your prisons. No, dear queen, for we intend so to dispose you as yourself shall give us counsel. Feed and sleep. Our care and pity is so much upon you that we remain your friend. And so, adieu. My master and my lord. Not so. Adieu. He words me, girls. He words me that I should not be noble to myself. But, hark thee, come in. Finish, good lady. The bright day is done, and we are for the dark. I thee again. I have spoke already, and it is provided. Go put it to the haste. Madam, I will. Where is the queen? Behold, sir. Dolabella. Madam, as thereto sworn by your command, which my love makes religion to obey, I tell you this. Caesar through Syria intends his journey, and within three days, you with your children will he send before. Make your best use of this. I have performed your pleasure and my promise. Dolabella, I shall remain your debtor. I, your servant, adieu, good queen. I must attend on Caesar. Farewell and thanks. Now, Iris, what thinkest thou? Thou, an Egyptian puppet, shall be shown in Rome, as well as I mechanic slaves with Greasy aprons, rules, and hammers shall uplift us to the view. In their thick breaths, rank of gross diet shall be enclouded and forced to drink their vapor. The gods forbid! Nay, tis most certain, Iris. Saucy lictors will catch at us like strumpets, and scald rhymers ballad us out of tune. The quick comedians, exemplarily, will stage us and present our Alexandrian revels. Antony shall be brought drunken forth, and I shall see some squeaking Cleopatra boy my greatness in the posture of a whore. Oh, the gods! Nay, that's certain. I'll never see it, for I am sure my nails are stronger than mine eyes. Why, that's the way to fool their preparations, and to conquer their most absurd intents. Now, come in. Show me my women like a queen, 
Go fetch my best attires. I am again for Sydney's to meet Mia Antony. Sira Iris, go. Now, noble Kami, and we'll dispatch indeed. And when thou hast done this chore, I'll give thee leave to play till doomsday. Bring our crown and all. Wherefore's this noise? Here is a rural fellow that will not be denied your highness' presence. He brings you figs. Let him come in. What poor an instrument may do a noble deed. He brings me liberty. My resolution's placed, and I have nothing of woman in me. Now, from head to foot, I am marble constant. Now the fleeting moon no planet is of mine. This is the man. Avoid and leave him. Hast thou the pretty worm of Nihilus there? That kills and pains not? Truly I have him. But I would not be the party that should desire you to touch him. For his biting is... Immortal. Those that do die of it do seldom or never recover. Rememberest thou any that have died on it? Very many. Men and women too. I heard of one of them no longer than yesterday. Very honest woman, but something given to lie, as a woman should not do, but in the way of honesty. How she died, the biting of it. What pain she felt. Truly, she makes a very good report of the worm. But he that will believe all that they say shall never be saved by half that they do. But this is most foul. The worm's an odd worm. Get thee hence. Farewell. I wish you all joy of the worm. Farewell. You must think this, look you, that the worm will do his kind. Aye, aye. Farewell. Look you, the worm is not to be trusted, but in the keeping of wise people. For indeed, there is no goodness in the worm. Take thou no care, it shall be heeded. Very good. Oh, give it nothing, I pray you, for it is not worth the feeding. Will it eat me? <laughs> you must not think I am so simple, but I know the devil himself will not eat a woman. I know that a woman is a dish for the gods, if the devil dress her not. But truly, these same horse-sun devils do the gods great harm in their women. For in every ten that they make, the devils mar five. Well, get thee gone. Farewell. Yes, yes, forsooth. I wish you joy of the world.
Give me my robe, put on my crown. I have a mortal longings in me. Now no more the juice of Egypt's grape shall moist the slip. Ya, ya, good Iris, quick. Methinks I hear Antony call. I see her rouse herself to praise my noble act. I hear her mock the luck of Caesar, which the gods give men to excuse their after wrath. Lady, I come. Now to that name my courage prove my title. I am fire and air, my other elements I give to baser life. So have you done? Come then, and take the last warmth of my lips. Farewell, kind Comia. Iris, long farewell. Have I the aspic in my lips? Dost fall? If thou in nature can so gently part the stroke of death as is a lover's pinch, which hurts and is desired, dost thou lie still? If thus thou vanishest, thou tellest the world it is not worth leave-taking. Dissolve thick cloud and rain, that I may say the gods themselves do weep. This proves me base. If she first meet the curled Antony, she'll make demand of her and spin that kiss which is my heaven to have. Come, thou mortal wretch. With thy sharp teeth, this knot intrinsicate of life at once untie. Poor venomous fool, be angry in dispatch. Oh, couldst thou speak, that I might hear thee call great Caesar ass on policy? Oh, Eastern Star! Peace, peace! Dost thou not see my baby at my breast that sucks the nurse asleep? Oh, break, oh, break. As sweet as balm, as soft as air, as gentle. Oh, Antony, nay, I will take thee too. Oh, should I, should I stay In this vile world, so fare thee well. Now boast thee, death, in thy possession lies, alas, unparalleled. Downy windows close, and golden Phoebus never be beheld of eyes again so royal. Your crown's awry. I'll mend it, and then play. Where is the queen? Speak softly. Wake her not. Caesar hath sent. Too slow a messenger. Oh, come apace. Dispatch. I partly feel thee. Approach, ho! All's not well. Caesar's beguiled. There's Dolabella. Sent from Caesar. What work is done here? Charmian, is this well done? It is well done and fitting for a princess descendant of so many royal kings. Ah, soldier. How goes it here? All dead. Caesar, thy thoughts touch their effect in this. Thyself art coming to see performed the dreaded act which thou so sought'st to hinder. Within a way there, a way for Caesar. 
Oh, sir, you are too sure an augurer. That you did fear is done. Bravest at the last. She leveled at our purposes and being royal, took her own way. The manner of their deaths, I do not see them bleed. Who was last with them? A simple countryman that brought her figs. This was his basket. Poisoned then. Oh, Caesar, this Charmian lived but now. She stood and spake. I found her trimming up the diadem on her dead mistress. Tremblingly she stood, and on the sudden dropped. Oh, noble weakness. If they had swallowed poison, it would appear by external swelling. But she looks like sleep, as she would catch another Antony in her strong toil of grace. Here, on her breast, there is a vent of blood and something blown. The like is on her arm. This is an aspix trail, and these fig leaves have slime upon them, such as the aspic leaves upon the caves of Nile. Most probable that so she died, for her physician tells me that she hath pursued conclusions infinite of easy ways to die. Take up her bed, and bear her women from the monument. She shall be buried by her Antony. No grave upon the earth shall clip in at a pair so famous. High events as these strike those that make them, and their stories no less in pity than his glory which brought them to be lamented. Our army shall in solemn show attend this funeral, and then to Rome. Come, Dolabella, see high order in this great solemnity. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as The Wild Bill Variety Show, Antony and Cleopatra, Act 5. Featuring the voice talents of Rachel Rimke as Cleopatra, Finn M.K. as Octavia Caesar, Rochelle Hager as Dolabella, Paige Tulin as Carmian, Kristen Bays as Proculia, Anna Jang Condell as the First Guard, Dave Morgan as the Clown, Amber Lee as Iris, Mindy Rast Keenan as Dersitus, Kyle Garrett as Seleucius, Dominique Chouinard as the Second Guard, Dave Morgan as Mardian, Kyle Garrett as Messinus, Michael Pergar as Agrippa, and Jordan Gottlieb as Tyrius. Written by William Shakespeare. Adapted for audio by Landon Bell and Colin Kelly. Directed by Landon Bell. Assistant Director, Swen Halverson. Music by Zero Project of zero-project.gr. Additional music by the United States Army Band Pershing's Own, the United States Army Old Guard Fife and Drum Corps, and Landon Bell of soundcloud.com slash Landon Bell, L-A-N-D-O-N-B-E-A-L-L. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2016, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.
This is my kind of day. So peaceful. Music to hear. Why hears that music sadly? Oh no, not you again. Get out! Go away, please! Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. So, that's how it's gonna be? Fine. If you won't have an ounce of consideration for my mental well-being, then I quit. Q-U-I-T, quit. I never like being an announcer anyways. So oft have I invoked thee for my muse and found such fair assistance in my verse, as every alien pen hath got my use and under thee their posy disperse. Wait, was, was that an admission of guilt? Maybe I really am going crazy. Or maybe we're about to turn over a new leaf. Yes, once the script's finished, then I'm free. <laughs> I win. Sir? Are you okay? Be there when the Sonnets Part 10 premieres only at PendantAudio.com. Booyah! Sir? Huh? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, just... Sorry there, I'm just brushing up on my acting skills. Ah. Well, good luck with the acting. Thanks. I'll be needing all the good luck I can muster. <laughs> <laughs>